How are we doing, Wolfpack Nation? This is your one-stop shop for all things Wolfpack sports. It is Pack Center. I am Austin Paschke. I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Seth, and we have a very, very, very special guest on the show. It is Wes Farnsworth, ex-Pack superstar, and now current Miami Dolphin long snapper. We are so thankful to have him on the show. Wes, thank you for coming on, and let's get straight into it. Alrighty, for the listeners out there that do not know, Tyler and I actually have a good connection with Wes. Uh, we go back till freshman year. We were uh, homies back in the day at uh, at Argenta Hall. So, um, how do you kind of see your game and you overall have um, developed and grown since stepping on campus freshman year? Yeah, um, I was definitely kind of a small town kid, so going and playing big time football and um, you know, things like that were never kind of in my picture. It wasn't until I kind of started taking things seriously and, and, and really focused up and set all kind of the BS aside and, and decided that I wanted to make something out of it. You know, I really started progressing. Um, I made sure that, you know, the strength coaches were my best friends and, and they still are. And I had good connections with the coaches. I, I did my job. You know, I didn't overstep my boundaries. And, and you know, if you do that, then you'll succeed. And it's kind of where I found myself, so can't really complain. It's been good. So, uh, how special was it to like kind of grow up in Reno and then coming to Nevada, knowing you had friends and family that could come to all your home games, really support you, mm-hmm. and have a uh, like be your backbone up here? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the coolest thing was just having my parents be able to come to every game, um, and then aside from that, just the whole family, because I kind of knew my parents would go wherever I went, but you know, having all my friends and family from high school and growing up here was really a blessing and um, just being able to see them after the games and have them watch it was it was really cool and something I'm proud of and then with your family and all your friends and all the extended family you have here getting that call after the draft um, I know you were in talks with a bunch of different teams but getting that actually actually that call from Miami um, kind of go through like your mindset and how it was for you and not only you but your family as well yeah I mean the draft is something kind of crazy um, and for those people that don't know, the, the way it kind of works is a guy that signs after the draft, his deal's usually done by the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. So there's usually talks, and everyone knows what's going to happen. Um, so it's kind of late in that seventh round. I'd kind of heard the news of what was going to happen. Um, and when it did, I mean, it didn't hit me until a month later. I mean, I was I was still thinking, like, oh, I'm a Reno kid, like, whatever. And then it finally hit me one day, and... You know, it's been a dream of mine forever. So when it happened, I was I was super pumped. Um, probably the second time ever I've seen my dad cry. My mom was super excited. I mean, it was a dream come true. So it was awesome. Uh, do you was it always Miami Dolphins, or did you have a bunch of other teams kind of interested? And were you equally as interested in those other teams like you were in with Miami? Yeah, I mean, um, so the way the NFL kind of works is you have to kind of look at the position you're in, what position you play, and then you kind of have to do your research. Um, so I kind of had to look and see what guys at my position were coming out of the league, what guys um, had new coaches that wanted a new player at that position. Um, and Miami was definitely number one on our list. Um, you know, it's, it's a good spot for me, new coaching staff. Um, they have a, a longtime veteran at my position right now, and, and he's somebody that I'm definitely going to learn from and get better from. But, um, yeah, there was definitely other teams we had. You know, Denver was one of them, Minnesota was one of them, um, and it all just came down to, 
you know, finding those spots that would be good for you. And, and that's kind of where I ended up. Yeah, so you've been with Miami already. You've been down there um, mm-hmm. with the team. So if you could give the listeners a little insight to how the NFL process is so far and then um, kind of since graduation, like take a step-by-step into you know, kind of that transition to the NFL. Yeah, so um, your first step, obviously I graduated. And then what happens from there is you get a report date for minicamp, rookie camp. So rookie minicamp is basically three days um, that the coaches and staff give you when you get there to practice and basically catch up to the veterans. Um, so they'll bring you in, run you through all your screening tests, everything like that, and then you go on the field and basically just learn for, for three days. You learn and try and catch up to the vets, and then immediately after rookie camp, they put you in OTAs, which is basically four weeks of basically what the UNR kids would call spring ball. It's basically our... Um, practices like that we're kind of just getting ready for the season seeing who we got um and then you have mini camp which is your first mandatory team sort of activity um and that's where it, it kind of gets really you get padded up and, and you, you start going with with you know who you're going to be as starters and things like that and then after that which is kind of where I'm at now they give you a month off so I'm back in Reno I'm just training and stuff um, and then the 20th, I report back for training camp, and that's when we go preseason, regular season, and I'll be there till January, ba- January basically, yeah. Well, you've so. been with the team for a little bit, and uh, I know you don't have much of experience like other NFL uh, vets do, but mm-hmm. kind of, do you, could you give the listeners and us a little little nugget of information on like something that we wouldn't really know goes on in like, you know, those OTAs or those yeah. spring balls practice, like, we all think of like the grueling hours, but is there something that goes on that guests or uh, listeners wouldn't really know about? I mean, the biggest kind of shock to me was, is, is it, it's actually a business. Like you are there to perform and that is it. You know, they could honestly, I mean, it sounds bad, but care less what, what else you have going on. But if you perform for them, then you're fine. Um, I mean, other than that, there's really no secret formula. There's no special stuff that goes on, it's all the same stuff. It's just all your stars in college, that's basically what a team in the NFL is. It's the best of college football. Um, but honestly, I think the business side of it is really what shocked me. Um, every day coach would come in. We released these two guys, we brought in these two guys the next day. We released this guy, we brought in this guy. I mean, it's it's constant. And if, if you don't perform every day, then you're out. And that's just kind of how it works, which is kind of weird coming from college but you know that's just part of it so yeah all right let's take a step back look at last season that you had with Nevada eight yeah. wins a bowl victory uh laying kind of the building blocks for a really successful uh football program team went eight and five lost to UNLV unfortunately by five Boise by four um did you guys really go into the season knowing you'd be you know where you were at the end of the season you were I mean a nine points away from being like ten and three and competing in a pretty big bowl exactly I mean um my junior season we went three and nine and us older guys us seniors we kind of sat down with our team and said that's not what we're about it's not what this program's about and that's not how we want to finish um so we really dedicated our entire off season our entire you know time up until that last season came to bettering that um you know the fact that we were able to do that even though we did we did end up taking that loss to the, se- the 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 team down south. That was that was rough, and 
I'll remember that forever. But the fact that we were able to turn that around, you know, win win eight games in Division One football and win a bowl game, I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal and something that, you know, we're really proud of. We're really excited right. we were able to do it. Yeah, Norvell yeah. has a good good group going right now. And uh, yeah. how do you think they're going to build on um, last season with, with the group they have now? Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest part that I saw is, is that we – created a culture there and the culture is either you're going to work hard and get your stuff done or you're not going to be on the team you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's huge because that mentality is what we had when we had that successful season so if they can keep that going and get the younger guys on board with that it's only going up from here Mm -hmm. for sure yeah definitely um so we got some tough games this year yeah uh going to purdue or purdue comes here excuse me and then they go to eugene on september 7th uh, how do you think the Wolfpack are fair against you know two pretty big D1 opponents? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I bleed blue, man. Like I've grown up loving this team, and I always will. Um, and I've seen how they're working, and I know from experience that there aren't a lot of other teams that work like that. Um, so if anybody can do it, it's it's them. You know, I I I think Nevada has a huge chance to become one of those Power Five school. Um, um, you know, a team that right. can take those teams out. Yeah. Um, and if there's any team that's going to do it, it's going to be this team. Right. So it's going to be a good year. I'm excited to watch. Oh, we are too. For I sure. mean, last year you guys had a really good blend, I feel like, of old veterans mm-hmm. that were kind of like leading the team. And then you had these new guys like Toa Tawa kind of just step up mm-hmm. and just do crazy things. Exactly. Um, and now we see Toa Tawa is on preseason honors. He's watched for the Maxwell Award, which is mm-hmm. one like crazy huge honor, like step down from the Heisman. Um, but then you have the Doak Walker Award, too, which is the uh, running back award for the mm-hmm. end of the season. So he's on the preseason watch list. What do you think the ceiling is for him, or does he not even have a season? Like He's just so talented. I mean, the ceiling for him is extremely high. I don't know if a lot of these listeners remember his brother, mm-hmm. Vitawa, yeah. who was part of that 2010 team that won the Tostitas Fiesta mm-hmm. Bowl. They were ranked 10th in the country. I mean, Toa has grown up around that. Yeah. And now running backs coach, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So that mentality is on that team, mm-hmm. and it's there. Um, and I mean, like I said, if, if there's anybody that's going to do it, it's this team. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so uh, kind of looking future, like super long term with Jay Norvell, what do you think kind of the ceiling, I guess, for Nevada football is uh, for the future and then kind of beyond with a lot of the recruits they're bringing in? Mm-hmm. Some really good 2020 classes getting uh, recruited very heavily. A lot of three-star recruits on the roster. Um, so, what kind of a culture is he kind of building? I know you kind of touched on it, but like for the yeah. future. I mean, one thing that I've always noticed about Coach Norvell is football is very important to him, but he loves to coach kids to be better men, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a culture that that he instills in us: is you you come here to work, right? You can have your phone on the side, but when when you get in this building, clock in. And I think that's that culture that he's creating that. When you step in this building or on, on in Mackey Stadium, like it's business time and we're here to play football. Um, and I mean, in, it's easy to see when you're around him, he's a coach that really does care about the kids, right? I mean, if you think about it, these coaches, when they're not with their wife and kids at home, they're with the players. Mm-hmm. So these players almost become their family. And, and he's a coach that really, um, you know, he lives that. You know, he really cares about his players. He's a great guy, and, and I'm really glad that I was able to play under him. So, yeah. 
Well, what you were gonna play somewhere else, uh, yeah. kind of far away from your home in <laughs> Reno, Nevada. Uh, I remember you told us a story freshman year of your time uh, visiting Ohio State, the Ohio State with Urban Meyer. The Ohio um, State. <laughs> you you gave us a pretty good uh, story, and I was wondering if you could tell the listeners yeah. about you know just meeting him in the encounter that was like. Well, I was kind of going on a, a tour of camps because in my position that's kind of how you get looked at and that's how you get offers and that's how you get recruited is you go to these colleges and you perform in front of the coaches and I had done that at Ohio State and they brought Urban Meyer on the field and I was doing my thing I was snapping and he brought me up into his office um, and kind of sat me down said I really like what you're doing you know you're playing really well and we'd love to have you on the team and I'd like to offer you a scholarship you know, I kind of told him, you know, being respectful, it's extremely nice of you, and I'm really honored. You know, can I talk to my family about this? And he was kind of telling me, you know, like, we, we kind of don't have the luxury of time here. Like, we have other guys coming in, all this stuff. You know, I told him, I said, if this is a huge decision. Like, yeah. I need to talk to it's my family. Life. <laughs> I'd like for my yeah. family to know what's going on. He said, all right. So my family was actually out at lunch in Columbus. And I called him on the phone. I said, Dad. Like, I'm sitting in Urban Meyer's office. I need you to get here quick. So they come into the office, and, and, and you know, he kind of tells them the same spiel. Um, and they both look at me, and I said, I, I need a little time to make this decision. Like, mm -hmm. this isn't just a tomorrow decision. This is the rest of my yeah. life. You know what I mean? So he says, all right. And he sat us down in one of the coaches' rooms and said, all right, I'll give you about 15 minutes. And I, was, I was just a, a what? 18-year-old kid, yeah. just completely, sh like, shell-shocked, um, you know, and it was a situation that, you know, we thought that it would be best that we kept looking, so mm -hmm. I told him that, and we went on our merry way and ended up here, so. And we are very glad you ended up here, given four great years to the Wolfpack, yeah. and we appreciate you coming on the show, man. I know Absolutely. a lot of li listeners were wanting you on, so um, good luck in Miami, and you, the guys. Wolfpack... Nation's definitely behind you, and we'll be watching you uh, during the season. Hopefully you get some playing time soon. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, Appreciate thank you, it. guys. Go Pack, for Go sure. Go Pack.